Well, here we go. Isn't this exciting? Uh, welcome to episode one of the Lewis Nolan Show on Baytrust Radio podcast. Yes, I couldn't think of a catchy name, so I just decided to tell it as it is. This podcast is designed for you to be able to catch up on some of the best bits of Sunday's show uh, at any time you like in one handy package. So what I'm going to do every week is the guests that we have on the show, all the interviews that we do, I'm going to condense them into this podcast for you, and then you can scroll through and listen to as much or as little as you want, uh, which makes it easier than scrolling rolling through the whole listen again on the website. Uh, so this week, we'll hear from Joanne Melbourne, who is a local fundraiser skydiving from 15,000 feet uh, next week to raise funds for a very good friend, Mark Fitchett, uh, who is currently trying to raise £45,000 uh, to go over to the USA for treatment for his multiple sclerosis. Uh, so good luck with that, Joanne. We'll hear from her later, and she'll give us all the fundraising links and all that kind of thing as well. And we kick off the podcast this week uh, with Dr Penny Fold, who is the co-founder of the Bay Dementia Hub. Uh, I went down there last Friday to chat to her about everything that goes on there on the first Friday of every month. And it was the perfect time for me to go because it was the first anniversary since it started. Uh, that was at St. John's Hospice. Uh, so it's up to you. You can listen to all of it, listen to some of it. You can tune into some now, turn it off and listen to the rest later. But one thing is for sure, it's going to be good. Welcome to episode one of the Lewis Nolan Show on Baytrust Radio Podcast. Baytrust Radio. Penny, first of all, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you very much. One today. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> you happy? You buzzing? It's been really good. Yeah, loads of cake as well, which always helps. So the Bay Dementia Hub uh, here at St. John's Hospice in Lancaster, how did it all start 12 months ago? Well, it, was, it actually started a, a, quite a bit before that. I met a gentleman who had a diagnosis of Alzheimer's and he really, really struggled to find out information about what support he could get. A lot of the time he didn't know who to ask and in fact he didn't even know what to ask for because he wasn't he wasn't familiar with the services um, so I had to think about this and I thought wouldn't it be good if you could get all the support services for people who are living with a diagnosis of dementia can we get them all together all under one roof all at the same time People with dementia can often struggle with telephone calls, uh, with sometimes with, with uh, reading and writing. So, you know, they do struggle with communicating. So people with dementia don't want leaflets. They want a face. They want a friendly face to chat to. So I went to my best friend, Diane Smith, and she happens to be the matron for dementia at Morecambe Bay Hospital Trust and she thought it was a fab idea as well. So we had what we called a listening event uh, and we invited lots of people with a diagnosis to come along and tell us what they wanted. And then we went away, we found all those services that ticked all those boxes. We came here to the hospice and said, can we use your facilities? And they said, yes, which is brilliant because we have no money. And then we set a date, which was the first Friday of every month. And so the first Friday of September 2016 was the first hub. And we were really, really busy. And it was amazing. And we're here today, 12 months on. 
and it's been chock-a-block. So how's it changed then in 12 months from when it started to now? How's it differed? What's changed in 12 months? Has it grown and grown and grown? It has. More service providers come to us to want to join in, whereas before I had to ask people. Now I have a waiting list of people who want to be part of it because the service providers, for example, social services or the Alzheimer's Society or even places like the Duke's Theatre, you know, they want to get the word out about their services. So coming to this event means that a lot of people come through the door who are, for, for want of a better term, service users. And so they can get the word out to a lot of people in a short period of time. You've mentioned uh, a bit about the, the aims and objectives of it there, but it's to find people's support, isn't it? It is. That's, that's what we want to do, because Diane and I both have personal experience with people with a diagnosis of dementia in our close families. So we are both familiar with the issues involved and sometimes it is difficult to get the help and support that is available. So people can come along here, uh, they are greeted by either myself or Diane, uh, and we give them a guided tour of the place. We, we offer them a, a piece of cake and a cup of coffee, uh, opportunity to chat, and it's all very, very informal. And I think it works, it's a recipe that works. Sometimes we, we see people who are in crisis, who are really, really struggling. And when they walk out of our door, they are smiling and they thank us. And, and that's really, it says it all, it's worth it. One of the things I've noticed in the sort of 20 minutes that I've been here is that it is really relaxed and everyone's having a lovely time chatting to each other and milling about talking to different people and that's just a great environment for people to be able to come and thrive in isn't it? Well it's not just the people with a diagnosis that um, you know that get a lot out of it because the service providers do as well because often when you are working in an organization uh, you you're desk bound a lot of the time or you're in, on visits a lot of the time and you don't actually get that chance to chat to other services because really what we should be doing is supporting each other if we can support each other and know what everybody else is doing, surely then we can signpost our clients or service users towards the services that best meet their needs. So where can people find more information about the Bay Dementia Hub outside of here online and on social media and that kind of thing? To keep up to date with the Bay Dementia Hub, I think the best way is to go on Facebook and sign up and follow the Bay Dementia Hub. I run that, uh, that social media and I'm posting, I post stuff every other day about what's happened, what's happening, any, any big news on dementia I put on as well. But for a more comprehensive uh, outline as to what support you can get here, please go to the website. The website is very easy to find. If you Google the Bay Dementia Hub, it comes up at top of the list and there's lots and lots and lots of information there. We are very lucky to be supported by uh, a local filmmaker called Boris Seagal and he has very kindly put together lots and lots of short videos. All these videos are only a couple of minutes long 
but they are all there on the service provide on the service page on the website and because it is the case that somebody living with a diagnosis might struggle reading the text on a computer might struggle reading writing even if it was on a piece of paper so all you have to do is just click on that short video and it will play you a, a little video describing what that service provider can offer you how they can support you excellent and uh, finally you've got another event coming up at lancaster university in a couple of weeks haven't you what's that all about we are putting on a really fantastic event i say that myself <laughs> because i i'll say it for you if you want it's a fantastic <laughs> event it's going to be brilliant and it is aimed at members of the public it's called uh, the defying dementia day and it's going to be up at the university it's on saturday the 16th of september it is primarily aimed at members of the public however health professionals, people working for charities, everybody's welcome. It doesn't matter what background you come from. There's going to be loads of information. Parallel talks throughout the day, so you can choose whether you want to go to a sciency, medically based one, or whether you want to go to a living well talk. There's a marketplace with stall holders for lots of different information. And we also have activities for people living with a diagnosis. So carers, please bring your loved ones with you because they will enjoy the day as well. Again, all the information's on the website, but if you Google Defying Dementia Day, Lancaster University, it comes up on top of the page. Oh, and it's free. It's free? Yep. There you go. No excuse not to go now. And free parking as well, because it's on a Saturday on campus. Uh, and it starts at 10 o'clock. Registration's open from quarter past nine. But you must register, please, for health and safety. We have to know the numbers. We've already got 250 people signed up already. So it's going to be a big event. And I'm hoping it's going to be the first of an annual meeting. I hope so too. Uh, well, Penny, I'm not going to keep you any longer because it is your birthday celebrations <laughs> and all that cake, cake over there will be gone if we, if we chat any longer. Uh, so w well done and congratulations for putting together such a fantastic thing down here. And uh, I'm sure it will thrive for the next 12 months and good luck with it. Thank you very much. Ah, there you go. The amazing Dr. Penny Folds, co-founder of Bay Dementia Hub down there at St. John's Hospice. Such a lovely, warm welcome I got there. I got offered coffee. I got offered cake. Everyone was smiling. Everyone was chatting to each other. All the service providers, all the people uh, with a diagnosis, as Penny says, everyone. It was such a lovely, warm, vibrant atmosphere. A great place. Uh, you've got to check out the website now, thebaydementiahub.org. Uh, all further information and to find out more, it's all on there and on the Facebook and Twitter page as well. If you search for Bay Dementia Hub on them social media sites, you'll be able to check out more there. Uh, time to move on now, though, because uh, my other guest on last week's show was Joanne Melbourne, who is a local fundraiser skydiving next week from 15,000 feet to raise funds for her good friend Mark Fitchie. That is the definition of a true friend, isn't it? Uh, Joanne was on the phone chatting to me on last week's show, as I say. Let's hear it now. Radio. We're going to go 
down to the phones now because uh, Joanne is on the phone. Hello, Joanne. Hi. Now taking on a huge fundraising challenge next week to raise funds for a very good friend of yours. This is uh, very loyal of you, Joanne. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so it's Mark uh, Fitcher, isn't it, that who you're fundraising for, who you're helping to fundraise for? It is, yeah. Yeah, just tell us a little bit about Mark and a little bit about your friendship with Mark. Okay, well, um, Mark, he actually taught me to drive, so he's the most patient man I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and I know him and his wife. His wife works at Lancaster University with me, so uh, we've known each other for quite some time. All of a sudden, four years ago, developed primary progressive multiple sclerosis, so we've been thinking of ways to raise money. And so you're doing a, uh, a skydive? I am. I'm doing a skydive from 15,000 feet. Oh, my goodness me. <laughs> that is high. It's very high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get on to that in a, mi- in a, in a minute because we have to talk about that. How can we miss out? Um, but I just know. tell us first a little bit about sort of what you're trying to help Mark achieve. Um, Mark isn't um, eligible for treatment in the UK. Um, There's a treatment called um, stem cell transplantation um, and he's not eligible here. Um, But he is abroad because they sort of assess you differently abroad. I mean, Mark at the moment, um, he obviously can't work. He was a driving instructor, like I say, but he can't do that anymore because of the symptoms that he has, fatigue and eyesight deterioration walking, speech, etc. So we're aiming to hopefully get some money so that he can go abroad and get the treatment he really, really needs. Yeah, and I suppose being a driving instructor as well, he'll have been sort of self-employed, won't he? Yeah, yeah. So they're relying on on Emma's part-time wage because they've got two young children at the moment, Sam and Will. So they're relying on Emma. And it's about £45,000, is it, that that Mark's trying to fundraise? Yeah, It's a huge amount of money. It really is. But it's so worth it, isn't it, if people can help? Definitely. I mean, we've had so much, you know, people have just been absolutely fantastic where I work and, and, you know, just donating money. It's been absolutely fabulous. But there's just still so far to go. So you're diving out of a plane next week. (laughs) So to put it bluntly, (laughs) (laughs) uh, from 15,000 feet to help fundraise for um, Mark's cause, what is it that, that motivates you, Joanne, to sort of take on these challenges for Mark? What makes you get up in the morning and think, yeah, I'm going to do that and I'm going to fundraise to help him? a lovely family um, and it's just a shame that he can't you know play footy with his kids or things like that you know and I'm relevantly healthy um, <laughs> you know um, so I just I just feel like they need a chance they need to get it done now before because it's progressive mm-hmm. it's just getting worse and worse so the sooner we can get Mark the treatment that we've had you know people say have had positive outcomes from it um, the sooner he can get back to hopefully living a normal life it's just the little things, isn't it, in life that we all yeah. take for granted. Like you say, yeah. taking the kids out for a game of football. I mean, I would take my nephew out for a game of football, you know, not, not even thinking about it. But it. when you're in that situation like Mark and, you know, it makes you want to do it, doesn't it, for Mark? It, because it's the, just the, the little things in life, isn't it? It is. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to be absolutely fine jumping out of a plane. And like I say, I can do it, so... You know, if I can do it, if I can help, I want to help. You know what I mean? So talk to me about this challenge then. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I, ju- I just came out with it. I just said, oh, well, I'll jump out of the plane. <laughs> um, basically, it's at Black Knight's um, Parachute Centre at Cochrane, Lancaster. Yeah. 
um, on Wednesday. Um, weather permitting, I'm really hoping the weather's going to be great so I can just get on with it. And, and basically, I'm just going to do a tandem skydive. I think we skydive for about 9,000 feet and then parachute the rest of the way down. Um, and then obviously kiss the ground once landed. Mm. <laughs> and uh, is that sort of like nervous laughter that I detect there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So, yeah, are, are you yeah, scared of heights? I don't really like going up ladders and stuff. <laughs> I'm really short myself, but, you see. So. But you wouldn't go 15,000 feet up a ladder? No. <laughs> no, not at all. No. I don't know. It's a challenge to me as well, I guess. Yeah, I suppose it's about pushing yourself as well, isn't it? Because um, you want to try and raise all this money for Mark, which is such a fantastic cause. And I mean, like, for example, I was going to do Stay Sober for October, but I don't drink. So it's not really a challenge, is it? I mean, I could complete it really easily, but you you need to sort of push yourself to make people think, I'm going to donate to that. That's it. That's it. I mean, um, you know... I'm sort of like mid-40s now, so challenging myself and getting an adrenaline rush off things is sort of something that keeps you young, I believe. Um, so, yeah, it'll be good for me, and hopefully we'll we'll um, get some good um, sponsorship for Mark too. So have you had to have, like, uh, you know, some special training, or have you had to be on, go on a course for this, or do you just literally turn up on the day and they fling you out the plane? Um, I believe I turn up on the day and then they give you a little bit of training um, and then off you go. <laughs> yeah, when they say jump, jump. Yeah. That's basically, basically. it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when you told um, family and friends and Mark, how did they all react to this when you told them that he was going to do it? Um, Mark obviously was over the moon and can't believe it. Yeah. Um, neither can his family. Um, his son wants to do one now, which is fabulous, but he's not old enough yet. <laughs> um, I just get called mad and crazy when I walk down the corridors at work and... <laughs> You know, but a lot of people are so supportive. Um, they're saying it's an amazing thing I'm doing, which is really nice. So, yeah, yeah, lots of mixed comments. <laughs> so now you're like a, a, an official daredevil. Have you yeah. got sort of anything else planned for the future? Have you got anything else in your sights to help the cause? Well, I don't really open my mouth because that's what happened in the first place. <laughs> um, but I have suggested whitewater rafting or something like that. That sounds <laughs> you know, great, though, doesn't it? it? It does sound good. It's something I've never done. Um, I mean, I'm amazed about how many people want to see me jump out of a plane, so you never know if I survive. We might get more sponsorship for doing something else. <laughs> I love the way you kind of just taking it all in your stride. It's kind of like you're, you're a little bit nervous, but you still find the whole thing hilarious, which is I've great, I to. think. That's the best way to be about it, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Especially, you know, with the situation that Mark finds himself in and the family. Uh, you've yeah. just got to keep smiling, keep laughing, haven't you? Keep the spirits up and uh, get That's this it. money raised. That's it. That's it. That's the plan. So why would you encourage people to support Mark's cause? Why should people donate? Well, he's he's a young man. He's 42. He's got a young wife, kids, you know, 12 and 9. It's just heartbreaking um, to see him suffering on a daily basis and it just getting worse and worse. Any help to help Mark sort of just have a normal... It's not just him we're helping, it's his family as well. So the all-important question then, Joanne, how can people donate? Right, Okay. well, obviously um, at Lancaster University, if you're nearby, there's a bucket in reception if you just want to throw in loose change. Um, If you're you're an online person, um, we have a GoFundMe page at um, gofundme.com forward slash MS Annihilation. Um, That does have a minimum of £5, um, but all all donations grateful. Um, We also have uh, Facebook pages. Um, Mark's got his own Facebook page, Mark Fitchett, and I have a Joe's Gonna Jump page. So um, you can see the events 
on there and hopefully we're going to try and record the morning's antics as well um, for people to have a look um, so yeah that's that's basically how to sponsor I, I'm looking forward to this <laughs> Joe's going to jump I'm going to go and Joe's check that I can't jump. wait for that and uh, one, one more thing for me as well Joanne is that uh, the GoFundMe page Mark's yeah. MS Annihilation Mission that is the best name for a fundraising page I've I ever know. seen it's great isn't it it's absolutely <laughs> great <laughs> uh, best of luck with the skydive thank you so and much and pass really. on my regards to uh, Mark and the family as well I will excellent I will. Joanne thank you so much. good luck just just thank go you. for it throw yourself out <laughs> I will <laughs> Joanne best of luck thank you for speaking to us thank you bye bye and there is the amazing Joanne Melbourne what a brilliant true amazing friend she is for doing something so terrifying like throwing yourself out of a plane from 15,000 feet all to help Mark Fitcher of course when you hear this uh, the challenge she may have already have completed we never know it depends when you catch up on the podcast in the week uh, but there's still plenty of time to go to them fundraising pages because £45,000 is a lot of money uh, but the more we can raise to help Mark the better I can't stress that enough uh, because uh, as Joanne says there a young family we've got to get Mark back up on his feet and going again and working and supplying and providing for the family because that would just be great wouldn't it and for Mark to be able to live his life as we said in there it's the little things taking your kids out to play football going to work every day it's the things that we all take for granted that Mark can't do at the moment and we aim to push him back out there and get him going again with all these wonderful things uh, so there you go two wonderful guests on the first podcast what a way to kick things off uh, the Louis Snellen show on Bay Trust Radio is back next Sunday from 11am as always you can listen online at baytrustradio.org.uk and then click the big pink button that says listen live or alternatively and easier download the free Bay Trust Radio app now and have it on your iPhone or tablet or whatever ready to go for next Sunday morning from 11 o'clock uh, until then have a great week and uh, I'll see you next Sunday 11 o'clock on Bay Trust Radio. Ta-ra!